Welcome to Empower Coaching. Empower Coaching combines mental and physical fitness to help you connect the dots to unveil a more confident, energized and empowered version of you. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Hi and welcome back to Empower Coaching with me, Emma. It's lovely to have you checking in with me again and showing up and sticking around, you know, if you're a regular that is and if you're a newbie, hello, welcome and thank you for supporting this podcast. So my name is Emma, I've been running this podcast since, well, I guess the first lockdown which was last year here in the UK and it's something that I've just really enjoyed doing and I've stuck at it, something that I've stuck at, how great is that? Um, Yeah, I think one of the main reasons is because I've had some really great feedback just on how people are really finding these podcast beneficial. I love doing them anyway. I love talking and sharing my knowledge and experience. And so if it can be helping people at the same time, then what a bonus that is. And it's just really great. It's another way for me to reach out to more people and to help more people along the way. So today we're going to be talking about something that I recently posted on my Instagram. If you're not following me yet, it's Empower Coaching UK, exactly the same on Facebook as well. Very active over on those social channels, so definitely give me a follow. Maybe we can have a chat at some point. But I did a little post the other day about what it feels to be free and what that actually means to you as an individual, what it means to me as an individual. And it's something that we don't really necessarily think about that often. You know, we get caught up in the rat race every day. It's just wake up, eat, work, exercise, go to sleep. It's a kind of routine that we have. Maybe it's not that exact routine for you, but we all have some kind of a routine that is easily accepted as just the norm and the everyday. And very little time is spent on really just analyzing our lives. And are we really, truly happy? Are we feeling content with the way that things are right now? Do we feel fulfilled? If we were to end up getting some really bad news tomorrow that we've got one week left of our lives left to live, can we look back and think, that's been a really great life and I've done everything that I wanted to do? That's a really tough one. I mean, (laughs) we're probably never going to get to that point, are we? There's always going to be something more that we want to do. But I think one of the biggest fears that I've got more than anything is that looking back on my life, if I were to feel trapped or I were to not have done certain things in my life just because I felt trapped and unable to make those choices and decisions that I wanted to do, that's probably a really big fear of mine. So there might be some things that I can't do in my life for other reasons, whether that be, you know, financial or I don't know, accessibility to certain things, you know, jumping out of an aeroplane, for example. Um, Not really something that we can do right now in my life, you know, being in lockdown, but at some point, you know, it's on the list. So there's certain factors that play into our decisions that we make on a daily basis that we can't necessarily always control. But there are many elements that we can control and a lot of it does really start with your mindset and the power of your mind 
and how your mind affects your choices and the decisions you make on a daily basis is powerful, powerful stuff. And so, like I was saying a bit ago, we can really get caught up in the rat race of just being on autopilot, waking up and doing the same thing every single day, not really putting much thought into it. We just do it. We roll with it. It is how it is. Um, But when you sit down and you really think about, are you happy? Are you doing what you want to do? Is this the life that you really want to do? You know, that's when these kind of thoughts come in of, of how you feel. And the thing is, a lot of the time when I speak to people and I say to them, well, why are you not doing what it is that you really want to do? Why are you stuck in this job that you really don't like? Or why are you stuck in this relationship that is just not fulfilling you anymore, that you're not feeling love from anymore? And the response to the majority of the people that I speak with, their response is that they just feel trapped. They feel trapped by something. They don't feel free. Like they can do what it is that they want to do. They feel like they're chained down by something. They don't know what. They don't know what that is. But they feel really chained down. And so I like to ask that question then. Well, if you were to feel free, so untrapped by this thing that you don't know what you're trapped by... What, what would that be like? What does that look like? What does being free mean to you? And it's, it can be quite a tough question. So I'm going to share with you what free means to me. And you may resonate with this or you may have your own views on this. But this is what being free really means to me. So forgiving. This was a huge lesson for me in my life because I spent many of my years growing up, not being able to forgive people. I would hold grudges. And the thing that comes with holding a grudge and not forgiving someone is that you feel like you're doing the right thing at first because you feel like, well, you're putting your value and your worth first. So you don't forgive someone because why should you? Because if they've done wrong by you, then it would be wrong of you to, to forgive them and to let them get away with it and you feel like they're walking all over you and then that makes you feel weak and 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 this was how I thought forgiveness kind of worked you know this is how I saw forgiveness whether you should forgive someone or not and so a lot of the time if, if someone did wrong to me I would hold that grudge I wouldn't let them do it again basically I was protecting myself but then what I've learned over the years is that holding a grudge and not forgiving someone can do more damage to yourself than it can to the other person. And when you kind of let that sink in, and we'll explain why it can cause more damage, it really does make you think about it. And it really does make you think differently about forgiveness. So when I hold a grudge, or when I used to hold a grudge, sorry, and and when I was unable to forgive people, every time that that happened, I was building up this negative energy inside of me. And I held on to that. And I held on to it because I didn't want to let it go because I wanted to remind myself that this person had done me wrong. And the problem with that is that having that reminder 
it just stores that negative energy inside of you. And then if you're not able to release that, then every time something bad happens in your life, and let's be real, like shit happens all the frigging time in life, right? We have a lot to deal with. Life is challenging. And so if you're never able to release that stuff, the, the things when people have done wrong to you or, or even yourself, then it just builds up and up and up. That negative energy, just one on top of the other, builds up. And the thing with that is it's eventually going to get to a point where no more can be placed on top. You are going to erupt one way or another. And it, it's the same kind of thing with any any emotion. And that's why I always say it's really good to be emotional and to let out your emotions and cry if you want to, laugh if you want to, whatever it is. It's a similar kind of thing. Eventually it will erupt. So being able to forgive other people is a strong and powerful thing to do. It's not easy at all. It is not easy. But the way that my mindset has shifted around forgiveness now is that actually holding a grudge and not allowing someone to, in my head, get away with something uh, and, and not to forgive them. In my head, that was me being strong. But now the way that I see it actually is that if I forgive someone for doing the wrong, then that is much stronger. I'm a much stronger person for doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. If someone's going to you know, piss all over my bonfire and absolutely fuck up my life. I'm not going to sit there and say, I forgive you. It's okay. Hell no. If someone walks all over me, then they're out my life, right? But I'm not going to hold on to that. I'm not going to hold on to that. I'll forgive them. I'll forgive them in a way that says, you're clearly going through a very bad time in your life right now. You're clearly not happy to have done this wrong onto someone else. And so, you know, you didn't pop out of your mum acting this way. Okay, something has happened along the lines and I'm sorry that that has happened to you and it has led you to be the person that you are today who is truly awful and causing this harm to others. And so for that reason, I forgive you for being that way. But you're out my life. <laughs> okay? I don't have time for that. I don't need people like that in my life. So forgiving doesn't have to mean that you're allowing people to walk all over you. It just means that you're letting go of that negative energy that you just don't need. Otherwise, that person's going to keep on, keep on affecting you. They're going to keep on affecting you because you're not letting it go. So that's forgiving others. But another thing that I've learned is forgiving myself. I am my biggest critic. I am truly horrendous to myself. I'm really, really hard on myself. If I haven't made progress with, I don't know, something that I'm working on at the minute, like a project, or if I haven't been given a promotion at work within a certain amount of time, or if I have like fucked up massively on something and, you know, caused a big problem somewhere I can't think off the top of my head what that might be just as, as examples though um I I used to really beat myself up for it I was so hard on myself and I was so unforgiving I was like you idiot <laughs> whatever you've done you're an idiot 
Now, this stems back um, and, and has a bit of a connection with when I had an eating disorder. You know, if I was to have a binge, if I was to just kind of lose control and binge out on the most hugest amounts, that's not a word, sorry, but the biggest amount of food in one sitting, I wouldn't forgive myself. I would truly beat myself up for that. Um, and, and again, by not forgiving yourself for the mistakes that you've made just means that you are over time kind of self-sabotaging yourself. You're putting yourself down. So when we talk about self-confidence and self-esteem, you know, and, and people who are suffering with low confidence and low self-esteem, a lot of the time, a connection with that is that they are also really unforgiving of themselves. So when they do wrong, they don't forgive themselves. They really beat themselves up for it. And so having that mind shift of forgiveness to others and to myself has truly made me feel like a stronger person these days. It really, really has. And in that respect, I feel free because I have allowed myself to let go of all that negative energy that was just trapping up and causing tension inside of me I've let it go I've let it free and that is a part of how I view being free so the next one is being real in a lot of my relationships when I was growing up there was one in particular though and this was after I left university um I, around that time in my life, I was a people pleaser. And to be honest with you, this went right up into my adult years. And there were still times when I think I am still a little bit like that, a little bit of a people pleaser, but nothing to the extent that I used to be before. And so in this one particular relationship, my partner was um, in some ways similar to me, but in, in many ways very different with regards to like his background, um, his friendship circle and, you know, the way that he had sort of been brought up um, financially. And so whenever we went out places with his friends or with his family on these like luxury holidays, I always felt like I had to talk a certain way I felt like I had to look a certain way um you know I, I really worried about the sort of brands that I was wearing you know like if I was wearing a Primark or a new look then you know they wouldn't they wouldn't accept me it would have to be Zara or um Dolce and Gabbana I, I don't think any of them actually wore that I don't know where that came from um you know, but I basically I felt like I had to look and talk and act a certain way to fit in so that they would like me, so that they would accept me. And that was, well, it was bloody tiring, to be honest with you. It was absolutely exhausting trying to be someone different in that scenario and then go back to being yourself and then going back to being that other person. It's tiring. It's so tiring. And it was, it was depressing because again, in itself, I felt trapped by that. I, I kind of lost who I was around that point. I completely lost my identity. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what hair color I wanted. I didn't know what music I liked. I didn't know what clothing I liked, um, how I wanted my make. I just, I didn't know who I was. I completely lost my identity. And I really do believe a lot of that comes down to um, 
not being able to be myself, feeling like I had to please other people. And in the journey of doing that, I was someone who I wasn't real. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't real. I wasn't being me. I just lost myself. And so, God, like I don't know how to explain it. I can't, I can't explain it to you on this podcast right now. But when you go from feeling like that, from pleasing people all the time and doing stuff just to make people happy, when you go from that to just doing you, being you, saying what you want, feeling what you want, wearing what you want, doing whatever the hell you want, it is so empowering. It's it's just so satisfying. It's an amazing feeling. And I can't express that enough over this podcast. So that is something that if you're not experiencing it right now, I really hope that you can at some point. When you learn to stop pleasing people, because do you know what? Someone in this world is going to hate you. Someone is going to hate you. Um, that's a strong word, but it's true. It doesn't matter who you are because there will be someone who disagrees with who you are. So you just got to fucking do it anyway, right? Just be who you want anyway. And the people who walk into your life while you are being the real you are the ones who are going to stick around. They're the ones that are going to accept you. They are your tribe. So I really hope that if you're not there yet, you experience that at some point. And I can help you get there. You just got to reach out and have a chat with me because I've done that transition. Like I say, there's still elements where I think I still struggle a little bit in work environments especially. But in general, I've transitioned away from that and it is bloody fantastic. So let me help you. (laughs) So then um, going on to the next one, expressive being expressive. So it kind of ties in a little bit that one with being real, but I kind of mean it from an emotional side. So there's being real as in, you know, looking a certain way and and saying things that you want and, you know, doing the things that you want to do. That's a way of being real. But what I mean by being expressive is allowing yourself to show your emotions, allowing yourself to feel and go through the emotions that you are going through. So I, I mean, I still don't enjoy it, but I'm, I've always really hated crying in front of people. I still don't really like it now, if I'm going to be honest with you, because if anything, I just find it a little bit awkward, or at least I, I feel like it's awkward for the other person, and that's what I'm worrying about. <laughs> but it used to be much worse than that. I used to not cry in front of people because I saw it as a sign of weakness. I saw it as if they see me crying, then they're not going to think that I am up to this task that I can't do or that I can't handle that level of criticism or that I can't be strong enough to get through this certain event in my life right now. I saw it as weakness and it's it's really not a weakness. I, again, with that mind shift that I was saying earlier about forgiveness, it's a a similar kind of thing where actually I now feel like if I show that side of me, that I am actually a stronger person. Because how many of us have hidden those kind of emotions? And why do we hide them from other people? Why is it that we don't feel like we can show that emotion in front of others? Everyone's different, but generally 
it just boils down to fear, to really fearing what that other person is thinking about us because we don't want them to think about us in a certain way. We fear what their reaction is going to be. We fear what they're going to say. So it all it all ties in. It all ties in. So now I I try and embrace my emotions a little bit more and I feel like I'm such a better person for it. You know, this whole thing about emotional intelligence. When you're being able to show your own emotion, it allows others to be emotional around you. It allows you to understand emotions better. So for example, as a team leader, I am able to understand when my team are going through a really challenging time and I'm able to notice and witness their emotions and then how we can, you know, resolve the problem that they have that works for them through the emotion that they're going through right now. So I feel like it makes me a better leader, a better listener with my clients. Um, I'm able to provide more of an understanding and I just, yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm a better person for being able to do that. And it's, you know, it's not just crying, it's it's everything. It's, you know, if you show frustration, um, if you express yourself through laughter, love, let's talk about love. Because again, this is something that I, I think only really in the past year I've really been able to express. I, oh God, I certainly had a brick wall let's say maybe 10 brick walls in front of me when it comes to things like love and feeling love and giving love. I really struggled with it. I um, I don't know. I, I guess I've been burnt a couple of times in the past. I've gone through a few things and seen and experienced a few things that might have built up to having that thick brick wall in front of me. But um, it's, I, I did, I really struggled to show love to others. And also to myself, that was another thing. Um, and so it's only really in the past year that I have kind of changed in that way. And I think, I'll be honest with you, I think the reason why I now feel okay to show love and to be very expressive with love is because I was given that to me. I was put in an environment where people were showing love so openly it shocked me at first you know someone would say I love you and I I just met him I'm like what (laughs) sorry what you know when the last time someone just said that to me after a day he was a bloody psycho and wanted me to move in with him straight away so it was a little bit freaky but it was coming from such a good place and you know this this new tribe of people that I came into contact with they just showed love everywhere everywhere oh god it sounds so sappy doesn't it I know what you're thinking right now listening to me you absolute sap but do you know what do you know what knock down that bloody brick wall that you've got up as well because when you allow that love to come in and when you allow yourself to love others in that way again it's like a breath of fresh air and it's just yeah, it's just lovely, you know, it's just really lovely, everyone's nice, everyone's kind, and um, things just get better, and again, it's that feeling of, of being free, because you're free to share the love, and to um, let your barriers down as well, 
again, because, I mean, that's a huge thing, isn't it, in, in being free? If you've got a brick wall in front of you, then you're not very free, are you? So um, expressing those emotions, um, massive, massive transitional phase for me in feeling free. And then last but not least, being empowered, the biggie, the big one, the one that I literally live and stand by in my life, in my coaching, who I'm with, being empowered is the key thing that has really helped me just to feel free. And when I talk about being empowered, I have done a recent, um, I think it was last week actually, about being self-empowered, what it means, how do you get there? So if you've not checked that out, go back to, ne- uh, to last week's and have a listen. But when we're talking about being empowered, we're talking about taking responsibility of our own lives and understanding that we have the power of choice every single day every single day. Our actions, the things that we do represent our life. So in 10 years time, 10 years down the line, if you're at a place that you're not happy and that you're not satisfied with your life, you made those damn choices. You can change that. You can change that. You can take responsibility of your life you can be empowered and you can bloody well make it the life that you want to make it. And that's that. honestly, that's all it is. That's all being empowered is. It's just taking responsibility and saying, do you know what? This isn't fulfilling me anymore. I'm not happy being this way. So I'm going to change. Tomorrow, I'm going to change up my daily routine to something that serves me better. Or I'm going to tell my boss to F the job and I'm going to walk out. Disclaimer, don't do that unless you really, you know, are a bad place and that you have some kind of safety net. Um, <laughs> I'm not here to be responsible for uh, causing more problems in people's lives. I'm just saying that you can do that. Like if you want to do that, if you want to sack off your job, then you can do that. It's you, it's no one else, it's you. You're the one who says it, you're the one who does it. You're the one who controls your life. Let me ask you this question. Are you controlling your life or is your life and others controlling you? Sit there for a minute and think about that. Are you controlling your life or is other people controlling you? And when I say other people, I mean the other people around you in your life. So your boss, your work colleagues, your relationship with your friends, your family, your partner, your cat, I don't know. The people around you. Are they the ones who are controlling your decisions? Did you not go and get a massage today because your partner wanted to spend the day with you? Did you not, I don't know, go to the gym today because someone needed to have a phone call with you these things that could have probably done been done at a different time they're okay they're really bad examples but I'm hoping that you get the drift (laughs) I want you to think about it I really do want you to think about that one because when you can take responsibility of your own life and you and you can start to be empowered then like I said it's it's really all part of being free and being free is just everything. Being free just changes your whole life. But there's certain 
steps that you have to do or have to take to get there. Now, like I said at the start of this podcast, those four things that I have just spoken about then, that's what it means to me to be free. It could be completely different to you. So here's a little activity, right? Go and grab a piece of paper and a pen and at the top of that piece of paper, write down the words free, right up at the top, okay? And what I want you to do now is I want you to list all of the things that come to your head without too much thought. You're not going to overthink this one. What comes into your head when you see that word free for you? Free for you. Free to be yourself. What what does that mean? I want you to write that down on a piece of paper. And then once you've written those things down on a piece of paper, I want you to write down, well, what steps can you do to make that happen, okay? So for example, if being real is one of them, being able to feel like being you, then what is what is it one step that you can take tomorrow or today that makes you feel like you've done something that was that was something that you wanted to do? Have a go, have a go at that activity and let me know how you get on. It can be really eye-opening and it can really make you think about whether you really truly are trapped or not. It's, it's good to sometimes sit and think about this stuff because like I said before, it's we wake up, get into that routine, we do the same thing day in and day out, we go to sleep and we just, we work on autopilot but that's not necessarily what is best for us. We're just doing it because that's what we know to do. So really hope that you have a go at that activity and uh, of course, let me know how you get on with it as well. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear what free means to you as well because we're all different, right? We've all got different things that, that that could mean for us and I would really love to hear what that means for you and what you're going to do about it if you're not quite there yet. Love to hear that as well. So come and connect with me over on social. I'm really active on my Instagram so that's a good place to connect with me uh, which is Empower Coaching UK. Again, over on my Facebook you can either search my name, Emma Lund, join, join me there, or I have got my Empower Coaching UK page as well on Facebook. And if you are a lady listening to this, there is also my women's only support group. It's a private group on Facebook. So come and join in that group as well, where you get some exclusive content, a couple of videos here and there. We're doing workshops. We did one about understanding calories and I'm in the process of planning one all around binge eating as well. Um, so it's a really nice, helpful, supportive group. So by all means, come and join in there as well. Women only. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to wrap it up there. I hope you've enjoyed this show. Again, let me know how you get on. If you're not free right now, if you're feeling trapped, then I want to know what you're going to do about it. What are you going to do to get out of this trapped place that you're in right now and start living your goddamn life? Because fucking hell, tomorrow might not be here. Something might happen and it's all gone to pop. And can you turn around and say you've had a great life? Can you? Some people can. And you know what? Those people who say that they can, they took action, they took responsibility of their life and they made the decisions that they wanted to make. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. I will be back next week and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you guys. Bye.